0: Thank you everybody for being here. This is Black Friday. These opinions are not for sale. My name is Christian. I got Chris and we got Omar. Uh, to be back. You know, yeah, pardon the interruption, y'all. Sorry about that. We've uh, life has picked up quite a bit. And uh, we've been off trying to do bigger and better things. Uh, not not forsaking this by any means, but uh, life caught up to us and we just got a little busy, but we are here. We're happy to be back. And we've got some cool stuff planned
1: for y'all. Yeah. yeah, it's been a wild month. Glad to be back. Glad to kind of talk, uh, kind of catch up on, you know, come, some events, give our opinions on it. Uh, but uh, yeah, let, let's let's dive right into it. Yeah.
0: All right, Omar, what's the first thing you got for us today?
2: All right. Well, I got a lot for y'all today, but the first thing is the Texas heartbeat bill, the bill that bans abortions after six weeks where the fetal heartbeat can be detected but most women are pregnant it has been reinstated by the fifth circuit appeals court it was uh, the ban was a ban was put on that law by judge pitman who is an obama appointee he said this is um an offensive deprivation of a constitutional right to an abortion. So he put a ban on it and abortions can were uh, brought back into the state. But now that has been stopped by the Fifth Circuit. Um, so now a lot of babies' lives are being saved at this point. I'm very happy that this ban is in place again. but uh, Well, not the ban, but the bill is back in place again. What do y'all think about it?
1: I, I think uh, I think it's a good thing. I'm I am pro-life. I believe that people shouldn't be murdering their children. I kind of feel like it's kind of crazy that we have to <laughs> always have a debate about this. Um, but legally, my stance is that I I think that the only way we'll get anything done is we leave it up to the states to do these things. And Texas did it. Uh, every other state can do it right now if they wanted. Um, and that's what, you know, red states and states with a majority and uh, Republicans, they need to be pushing bills like this to be able to save more children. Um, that's the only way we're going to be able to actually, I, in my opinion, have an effective fight against our, you know, wage the war against the unborn and things like that. Uh, we have to have these states start implementing laws similar to this, um, or else I I think the the fight on the federal level uh, is not going to go anywhere anytime soon, unfortunately. So um, the states need to get on this now. Uh, I think it's fantastic. You know, it's time to
0: save the babies. This is what what we're called to do here, um, to protect the most vulnerable and the innocent here. You know, that, that's what we're here to do. That's what I believe I'm here to do. And uh, this is, uh, I think it's just a stepping stone here in Texas. I think we need to have a ripple effect throughout the rest of the country. And I think if this keeps happening across states, the federal government, you know, Supreme Court will probably have to address this. And if that's set, you know, we could actually potentially have some binding precedent. I, I'm not holding my breath on it. I do think it's a possibility, though. I think we could get somewhere really, really good with this really far. Uh, I, I think absolutely we should legislate this to the fullest extent, uh, no ifs, ands, or buts. You know, save the babies. That's what I'm all about.
2: Well, um, one last tidbit on this. Remember the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, the case coming out of Jackson, Mississippi, where I am currently at, um, is going to be heard on December 1st. We have a date in court now. It will be heard by the Supreme Court on December 1st. This has the potential to to get rid of Roe v. Wade, but um, we believe it'll just undermine it so that the Texas heartbeat bill will not fully be challenged and then the categorical um, bans to abortion, meaning let's just ban it all together and send it up to the court so they can finally deal with it. We think that's gonna happen, but it could, Fully overturn Roe v. Wade and send it back to the states. We don't know yet. We're not going to know that until June of next year. Um, but we're cautiously optimistic. Um, we've been praying about it. We've been out there on the grounds about it. Um, it. I've had a couple of interviews with NPR. I just had one with BBC that was on camera. So watch out for your boy Come in the next couple of months. Um I got more media coming out about it so you'll be hearing me speak about it but I'm excited um it could be it could be historic it could be in ne- the historic next few months um,
0: I think it could be but I also don't hold my breath with our current Supreme Court uh, when it comes down to it honestly the only person I really believe to do the right thing here is Clarence Thomas
1: <laughs> uh, boy Clarence Thomas. Thomas. What about Alito?
0: what about Alito? <laughs> Uh, Ooh, to Alito, I'd put him as a strong second, but Amy Coney Barrett, Brett Kavanaugh, Neil Gorsuch, I don't trust those guys worth nothing to go ahead and do anything right. Unfortunately, they've, they've let us down here in the past with certain rulings right. that, we, that we believe to, to hold true here. And as far as Trump's appointees, uh, they haven't uh, always right. taken out right. the right too. Don't count out Roberts just yet.
2: He is. I know he's a swing vote now. He took over Anthony Kennedy's um, swing vote, but don't count him out just yet. There's still hope. He hasn't ruled yet.
0: I'm not holding my breath on Kennedy, or, or I mean yeah, I'm sorry, right. Roberts. Roberts, Roberts yeah. Yeah, I I'm think my do. breath on you <laughs> Hold, Holding That's your, your holding
1: your breath for this Supreme Court, you are going to be disappointed as a conservative. Um, I don't yes. think that we're gonna get. Uh, I don't know. Like, if they like, rule, yeah. I don't see binding precedent happening. Like, I don't
0: see them setting something deep in stone saying, no, you can't kill a baby. They're just going to give some very narrow ruling that's going to get challenged again further down the road. And we're going to have to go redo this thing all again. I really think that's what they're going to do. So, I, that's that's, I that,
2: that's what we think they're going to do too at Students for Life. Um, and I'm not speaking for them, but um, it, our, the inside word in the organizations that, you know, that's what that's what we think. Um it's gonna go back to the court again, but more it is gonna allow for more restrictions on abortion. But it does have the potential to get rid of Roe v. Wade. So it's whatever the court wants to do. Um as, again, they haven't heard the case yet, and I'm praying for it now.
0: Yeah. No, I really, I really hope this happens. You know? yeah. Really do. I'm pulling for it. I'm pushing for it. I'm, I'm all about this, but some some people to do the right thing here. But again, I don't. You know, yeah. like oh, do you expect the worst. I
1: don't expect the worst. But I mean, as far as just like having the highest hopes for these people, I mean, sheesh. We just have to realize that it's it's just not something that we can rely on. Same thing as the you know when we hear of things happening in Congress. I don't rely on the GOP to do the right thing. It never happens. They continuously let us down. And that's the thing that people need to remember. Same thing with our Supreme Court. We, we really don't have a strong anyone in office, um, whether it's in obviously not the executive, but the, especially the judicial and the legislative branches. We don't have anyone strong.
0: Uh, and here's the thing. As we all talk about 2022, we're going to take back the Senate and the House. I say, oh, cool. What are we actually going to do? like what what do i care <laughs> if we're going go to go ahead and complain through 2016 through 2018 and like you know like not do anything if that's what we're really going to do like what do i care about this you're just going to have a bunch of people who want to sit on their hands and say well we're we're here and now we can't just do you know what we set out to do with our agenda we're just going to wait back and sit and like no no <laughs> so yeah oh we're going to take back that cool what does that entail what's going to happen with that oh you guys are going to push a heartbeat. Build? no you won't oh Oh, okay. That's thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. It'll all
2: be it'll all be for show. When you have opposite parties um holding the legislative and the and the um executive, anything that's passed is all for show to gear up for the next presidential election. That that that's what it's gonna be. The only good thing about the Republicans taking back the House and and taking back the Senate, which is highly likely at If it was held today, it's highly likely it would happen. Um, All that would happen is we won't get a radicalized agenda unless Biden does it by executive order, which uh, the Supreme Court probably would strike down because they don't have the votes to put in to to pack the court at that point. So um, that's the good parts about them taking over. But of course the bad, it's all gonna be for show. Um, When we actually fully retake power again, are we really going to set
1: out, are we really going to do what we set out to do? No, not at all. And that's why uh, so many people are fleeing the GOP or, you know, if, if Trump would have made his own party or anything like that, and I'm not saying that's the party I'm endorsing or anything, there would have been 30 million, 40 million Republicans saying peace Republicans, I'm out, I'm going to the Trump party. Because no one wants to, no one's a, like, the majority of Republicans aren't Republicans because they love Republicans. They're like, I'm a Republican because the Democrats are so terrible and third party isn't an option. Um, and that's something that I feel like Republicans don't realize all the time and they won't vote that way. They need to start voting out these, like, uh, mediocre GOP candidates that are going to vote the way that Mitch McConnell Uh, Wants them to, or Kevin McCarthy wants them to, and not actually take action and just sit there and be silent and um, not have a voice. Like, we need more uh, ground shakers in Congress. That's what we need. We don't need these uh, spineless, weak Republicans that we have, you know, 400 of in Congress. Well, not that many, but however many we have. Probably around that. (laughs) It's probably like three non spineless. Ones in Congress.
0: Yeah. I think the uh, big thing here is that we can't be scared by these career politicians, especially in the GOP Here, saying that, oh, if I don't get reelected, we're going to have the Dems are going to take over and we're going to say, so what? You didn't do anything. Why do we care? Another thing is that we can find good viable candidates. They're not just scared. Oh, if you replace me, they're dead. No, not necessarily. We can find a better candidate than you. Run them in your district or in your Senate seat and potentially have them win and you're done. Okay, don't let them scare you saying that, oh, it's all over if I don't win. No, no, no. No, we can find somebody better than Lindsey Graham in South Carolina. I firmly believe we can find somebody better than Lindsey Graham in South Carolina. I'm not playing that game at all. We can find better. We deserve better. I'm not playing that game at all. I don't want don't to hear the, oh, no, if we don't take this, then we're going to, oh, you're going to sit on your hands for another six years. No, thank
1: you. I'm all right. Yeah, and not do anything. That's the thing. We just have to start, start playing the game. We need to start – running these candidates. Republicans need to stop being, I mean, Republican voters also seem to be spineless. They don't want to take the risk and, you know, vote in a different way um, or vote for uh, someone who's running against them in the primary. But eh, we'll see what happens in the next election. So So,
0: jobs report September here. We're looking at the the quote is that the economy created 194,000 jobs in September, the smallest gain since December, 2020 and down from 366,000 jobs added in August missing expectations greatly. It's been labeled as the worst of the year and labor shortages are getting worse. Um, you, know, you might notice that some of the mainstream media news are saying, yeah, the unemployment rates at 4.8%. Way to go by. And they killed it. They crushed it. But it, when you understand that, how, how labor works and in the economy, um, Charles Payne had a great tweet about this uh, with a small analogy here it says a ship crashes on a small island 10 survivors share work duties but 2 stop working in protests uh, what's the <laughs> what's the U3 for, or, for, uh, unemployment rate it's uh, 0% because people quit the labor pool they're not counted as employed but they still mm-hmm. demand food shelter and coconuts slash currency from others and that's what we're seeing right now is that, oh, the unemployment rate is so down. No, the labor participation rate is extremely down as well. People are not participating in the economy. They are taking their money from the government. They've been fired from forced mandates or lost their job from forced mandates or quit. And no, America is not back, Joe. I'm sorry. It's not back Like like you say it is. It's not. You know, our unemployment, there's not people participating in the economy. People are still just out getting checked. So what are we going to do? You know, and everybody's going to spend, this is a great thing. No, it's not. <laughs> it's really not. The price of everything is still rising subtly. I'm really worried about how the, the meat market's going to be soon, because I think we might run out, and that's going to be scary as heck, too, if that happens.
1: We're but, having supply uh, chain issues as well. I mean, there was the issue just a week ago of how many ships are waiting at port to be able to come in to to deliver their goods because of a trucking shortage and supply chain shortages that are happening all over the country right now um i know that wasn't it the truckers union was trying to have you know uh deals talking about the vaccine mandates they can't implement them if they implement them then our supply chain is going to crumble because there are going to be truckers who don't want to get the vaccine and they need anyone they can get right now they they don't have the option to be like, okay, well, I guess, well, when are we going to start nationalizing the trucking industry too? I mean, they're trying to, they have the National Guard working at hospitals in New York. Are we going to nationalize the trucking industry and our schools and everything else that's happening because we just don't have enough workers for it um, after these mandates? I mean, I know that it's a complicated issue and it's not just mandates that are the reason we don't have people working. A lot of factors are going into it, but I mean, we could potentially see one of the hardest economic times in our country's history very soon the the way that uh, how much money they've printed in the last uh 16 months i think it was like uh, a, a what was it like 30% of the money in yeah. circulation yeah. in the last 16 months have been or i'm sorry in circulation now was printed in like the last 16 months um the, uh, the inflation happening they're raising the debt ceiling again um we could really see just massive economic downturn and that could affect everybody and it could really be hard because Americans are not used to that that has not really happened yeah there was 2008 but it wasn't like great depression bad where people uh you know didn't have food and like mm-hmm. starved to death and like killed their kids like it could it could potentially get to that level because of just the way our country has managed the economy the last 30 years it's been terrible and I, I don't know how we're gonna fix it
2: y'all yeah, um, one one thing about the job numbers is uh, you said Christian people have stopped looking for work um, I read an article today that American workers are not gonna go back to work unless they feel like they've been fully compensated um, which that that's a big problem in and of itself. But um, I mean, you got that problem and did y'all see this past week OPEC met and I think they're raising prices on oil, which means gas prices are about to spike. They've already started spiking here, 20 cents. So now I'm paying three dollars a gallon. Y'all are in um, states where I I imagine gas is much, much higher than that.
1: Um, I'm looking at like three forty. It, it, oh it, really? It, oh, wow! Yeah. What about? I yeah. know you're
0: three to three dollars and fifteen cents or so. It's it's about really, thinking, you know, depending on where you're at in Miami, depending on where I'm at. But three forty in Detroit. My goodness, that's yeah. It's, know, like that's three, it's like three. It's
1: like three thirty. I just looked it up. So like I can find places that it's like three ten, but around me and you know places, it looks like the average is like three fifteen to three thirty. Which I mean yeah if this continues to spike and prices continue to spike this is along with economic downturn along with people not returning to the job market along with small businesses failing and vaccine mandates being implemented all of these factors can really end up with a a massive like just economic drought um and i i think that everyone needs to be prepared to be able to you know take care of their family uh, and not have to rely on the government or the supply chain. Mm -hmm. I think that's very important to realize. I mean, in the UK right now, they're having trucker shortage and uh, gas shortages to the point where you have lines miles long of cars waiting Mm -hmm. to get gas. It looks like Cuba in the United Kingdom because of their trucker shortage. All Mm -hmm. it takes is the supply chain to fall out of order. And our society is, it, it falls apart and we are a massive country that needs to ship goods all over the country constantly um so if if the supply chain falls out of whack you're going to see a lot of people have issues
2: yeah
1: yeah we're out of whack
0: for sure but i mean yeah it's worse than what it is now i mean yeah. I, I don't want i don't want to imagine that i don't i don't want to imagine that we already ruined the keystone pipeline with 11,000 jobs the supply chain got absolutely screwed there now we're taking oil in trucks instead of through the pipeline, which actually would have been more probably more fuel, uh, you know, economy and efficient. You would talk about emissions and driving it. Driving a cleaner, yeah. Gas, gas would have went
2: down. Yeah, yeah, or gas would have stayed down. It, and, and Biden could have took credit for that, for that if he wanted to. Well, he couldn't, but he,
1: take, he takes credit for everything, but uh, even the bad stuff he does. I, I did that chocolatey chip ice cream. Like that's all the man knows. It, Man, I honestly think this like at first I thought he was an like evil, like actual, just like just terrible person. I am starting to think he's actually just like has dementia and doesn't know what's happening. Like somebody they're just leading this man around. He he, like probably diaper, doesn't know what's going on. Like, I don't somebody like I I don't feel bad for him because you know, terrible person, and uh he's probably gonna be riding in hell, but uh I I think that he's just like does not know what's happening and I don't I don't know who's doing this to him.
2: He yeah, um I'm going to make a historical comparison. We're not even 1 year into this administration. What does this administration resemble to you right now? Jimmy Carter Jimmy Carter had skyrocketing oil and gas prices. Oh, my, none of us are are Jimmy Carter.
1: Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I Martin remember Carter. The, the Carter presidency. Now, we we were I, you remember? I don't remember. It's, but it's, I wasn't
2: here. I'm talking about reading in the history book, people. Well, there may maybe old people watching. No, old, old, but uh, but if. But reading um, his and watching documentaries because I watch a lot of them, and in learning about Jimmy Carter's presidency, we're seeing the same thing. As a matter of fact, not too long ago, they took a picture. Uh, Biden and um, his wife, Dr. Biden, uh, took a picture with President Carter and First Lady Rosalind Carter. Right? They took a they took a picture together, and people were like, "Okay." It, basically you're looking at the same the same couple at this point and we're not even 1 year into this so if you have so if we add on another hostage crisis like the Iran hostage crisis or another middle east turmoil um yeah. Yeah. no i'm talking about i'm talking about to the point where it's going to be well, i think you can compare like it was back then
1: i think you can have can the worst go ahead I was going to say, I think you can compare Afghanistan to the uh, to the hostage crisis for Carter because this it's just a terrible foreign policy and a mishandling of foreign policy to the highest degree. And I think Afghanistan was way worse and it resulted in a lot of people dying. Um, uh, friends of the United States, people who have worked with us, uh, green card holders who are potentially there are still some in Afghanistan that the... Um, the federal government is denying any knowledge of, but I think you can compare the two. Um, and I, I think Joe Biden's doing bang up job. You know, you know, over you know, thirteen Americans
0: died in Afghanistan, and you know, you see people fly, falling off a plane. and Joe Biden says, "Hey, that was four days ago. Oh, it doesn't matter anymore. You know, people just fall on a plane. It doesn't matter because it was four days ago." And that's the state of uh, our executive office, our presidency, mm-hmm. what they care about. It's not the American people. Uh, our absolute debacle in the middle east is a it's a great reason why biden's disapproval rating is through the roof not only that but you have the economy and and trade it's not great and uh, foreign leaders are crunching our lunch absolutely it says when did you ever see trump get owned by emmanuel macron in france no no, no. And Joe Biden's absolutely getting wrecked by that man. For, for what? This is we look weak. We look effeminate on a global scale. And France is saying that we're too woke here in America, and they're like absolutely combating it now. And that's what France, France. said. France
1: said that about us, and that's insane. That's we we really need to. Yeah. I I don't know. This country's so split. Like it's hard to stay positive. Um, it's hard to stay like we're gonna win this back. Like. Because now we're just so separated that it's like, no matter who wins in the next, it's going to always turn to the extreme on both sides. That's who is going to become like the loudest in the room of a candidate is going to be whoever says the most extreme things. Uh, And so, you know, are we going to get the most extreme Republican uh, nominated in 24, or are we going to get, if Joe Biden's still kicking, are we going to get, uh, uh, or if he, you know, isn't kicking and kicks the bucket, are we going to get the most extreme Democrat? Like, so it's hard to stay positive and be like, we're, we're going to make a change. We're going to make a difference here. Cause probably won't probably we'll just continue on at this pace that we're at, um, dividing the country, uh, more and more. This is why we just need to shrink the federal government, let states do what they want to do. And, uh, have liberal and Republican bastions all across the country. I feel like that would be a a great little system. So Biden's approval rating is at
0: 38% and his disapproval rating is at 53%, which is the worst score he's received since taking office in January. uh, His net disapproval has nearly doubled since the last time that Quinnipiac conducted their poll uh, at 42% now to 50 And so do you you know know the rating on the border? Yeah, he's taken an L in double digits on everything, but one key issue, uh, he's definitely taken the L on the economy, uh, he's taken the L on coronavirus, mm-hmm. he's taken the L on Commander-in-Chief of the military, extremely taken a big L from 58% disapproving to 37% approved, uh, 54% disapproving of his taxes, 58% disapproving of his foreign policy, 67% disapproving of his immigration. Mm-hmm and 67% disapproving of the situation at the Mexican border, which is kind of funny because he hasn't been to the Mexican border yet, uh, the U.S.-Mexico border. He has yet to go. He has, has not no, been?
1: Don't worry, he got Kamala on the job. She's she went to El, Paso.
0: She Did didn't she go? to El Paso, she didn't go to the RGV where it's all happening. She didn't go to Laredo. She didn't go down where you know, in, in there. Course,
2: in there the, are Republicans. Down
0: there.
2: there are Republicans down there.
0: El Paso is like a democratic island. No, but El Paso isn't where the border crisis is occurring while there are illegal crossings happening. It's it's the the Democratic
2: Island. It made her, it it was supposed to make her look good or not look as bad because there were
1: at least 12 people there who were probably cheering her name, like, go Kamala, go lock up all of our minorities. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The only thing that he's still getting an approval rating on, yes, is that he cares about average Americans. Well, forty nine percent say yes, forty
1: eight percent say
0: no. That's that's too divided. That's too
1: divided. Mm -hmm. That's where our country's at. We're we're too divided. How are we gonna bring our country back together? Like, I know there's it's a hot topic, and maybe we'll save this for another episode. But like, bringing our country back together, is something that you know, if we don't come together as Americans, and I don't know, it's it's a very difficult question. I feel bad saying Mm -hmm. like I don't know. I don't think I could
0: say I'm gonna say I'll say Uh, it's we've had tragedy strike you know over the last decade you know two decades or so I I I, it's unfortunate but I really think that if something as horrific as a 9-11 or something of that magnitude happened again I don't think we would see
1: that same unity that we did over 20 years ago no I don't I don't think so either I think you would have people claiming like same exact thing 9-11 happened you would have people claiming like the loud minority would be claiming that it was because of white supremacy or because of colonialism or because of some uh, something along those lines. Um, and they would be putting the blame on white people or America or uh, that were evil. Or they wouldn't mourn. They would immediately take blame and put the blame on someone. So um, that, I, it, it's absolutely. sad to say. Yeah, it, it's very sad to say that I don't think anything is going to make Americans really want to be in unity, stand together and have, you know, a, a country that's the best country for all.
2: I'm going to say this. It's a sign of the end times. That's all I'm going to say. We're the last um, country on the planet that provides any full religious liberty? Well, not we. We don't even do that, but we're the most re- religiously liberal, well, liberated country in the world right now. We can freely practice, quote unquote, freely practice um, any religion. But um, a lot of Americans are Christians, quote unquote. So, with us not become not becoming a unified country, all of that is about to drop. I can see it. I just say it's a sign of the end times. But that's
0: me being a, a little bit religious there. Um, I mean, we always say, "Yo, know, we're living it, but we just don't know when it's going to end and everything. Um, you know, he's coming soon, Omar, but it's, it's as far as when. Um, uh, me I have to break out my Bible. And people are like, oh, it's, you know, it, it, how could it? The worst thing people in this, in these instances always say, man, it can't get worse than this. Man, don't ever don't say it. Don't you say it. Oh, it can't get worse than Joe Biden. Don't you say that? There are there are much worse in the in the wing just waiting to go.
1: There are two vampires. If if you think about it, Joe Biden is just the moderate who's kind of going along with the left, but not even that extreme of the left. It's like just the progressive left, not even the extremely progressive left. Imagine if we had somebody in office who is extremely progressive. That is where we would have issues. Like, if we had a Bernie Sanders or if we had, you know, someone like that who wanted to push in these Mm -hmm. things, where Joe Biden's just like, no, I'm, what do you mean? I'm, I'm moderate. I'm not going to do that. That screw them. Like, Joe Biden isn't going to actually do that.
2: But he ends up doing, doing it anyway, begrudgingly. Now, I want Biden to finish out his term. Why? Because I fear what Kamala would do. And then, I, and then if Kamala dies, uh, who would take over? Nancy Pelosi. I do not want these two vampire witches because they're a mix of a vampire and a witch. I, I don't want these vampire witches becoming president or getting anywhere near that Oval Office. They're too close as it is right now. Um, I, I'm not even going to go into it. It, pray that Biden, it, all we can do is pray that Biden finishes out his term and pray we win in 2022, and then we can worry about 2024. What
1: I'm hoping for.
0: So, next we have on the docket here is Dave Chappelle released a new Netflix comedy special. And it's a hit, man. It's, it's killing it. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It makes people think it's, you know, very offensive to everybody around. And for that reason, mainstream media journalists are outraged to think it should be shut down and taken off of Netflix, as well as some Netflix employees and engineers. Why? Because Joe Biden detects the protected class of people, the alphabet community, you know, whatever it might be, going into, you know, raid and everything else. At some points, be real about it. At some points, you know, I don't, I don't always agree with everything he says. You know, he's still Dave Chappelle, but he says whatever he feels, and it's funny, and he makes hits out of it. And the people that have the biggest problem with it don't seem to be coming from our side. It never usually is. We, we don't ever try to have somebody, like, forcibly shut something down when we don't agree with it. However, I can't say the same on the opposite side here. So, uh, Chris, you've actually seen this, right?
1: Yeah, I watched it last night. Hilarious. I enjoyed it. It was very funny. Um I saw the news headlines about and this he actually recorded this in Detroit, so you know, had to had to be proud about that. But uh it is funny. It was a funny special. Very much enjoyed it. I'm not going to spoil it, so all of you guys can go watch it. Um definitely would recommend. But them they keep trying. They keep trying to come for Dave Chappelle. It's like they're like sixth time in like the last three years to cancel him, um, And it's continuously the transgender community. Um, one thing, and I'll, this is the only thing I'll spoil in the special, he says, uh, he's like, I'm trying to not butcher it, but it was basically like, he's like, gay people, lesbians, he's like, they, they're okay with me. We're cool. He was like, but transgenders, they hate me. And he said it with, you know, explicit language. He's like, "They want to kill me," Um, which is not wrong. The transgender community is very, uh, whatever you want to call, uh, extreme. Um, And I have no, I I, like, I'm not like some person who's like, you shouldn't be able to do that or whatever. Go to the bathroom, wherever. I don't care. Not my business. That's how I see it. But there are, I've spoken to people who are transgender or. Um, whatever they are. I have no idea. I'm wearing weird clothes. And they're like, you're transphobe um, because I said, I think it's a legitimate question to say, should a transgender woman be able to play in women's sports? And they're like, that question, I didn't even give an answer. They said that question is transphobic. And I was like, All right, you guys are too extreme. You ain't going nowhere. Your community is just toxic. If you can't ask questions and screw you. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah, you yeah, guys there's just there's don't the wanna they're just to like you're transphobic and just remain transphobic and I'm glad you're proud you're transphobic. I was like that's transphobic, y'all ain't going nowhere. Like no. <laughs> it's, it's, no. As far
0: as oh, like I say these transphobic comments is that uh, it's I, I don't care about things that aren't real. It's it's not reality. It's a mental illness. We said this is a mental illness for yeah. years. To by by playing this off and giving people legitimacy here it does nothing but make it worse. Uh, we see that pre-op and post-op, the suicide rate is still the same. And yeah, let's just keep entertaining it. And you know, that's what you get. These people can't do anything. So what? You punch back and now, oh, oh, how could they? How could they? I don't know. You guys wouldn't stop being such a bunch of babies all the time. not being able to have handle questions or just what? Yeah. handle reality. The real world, it's a really cold and mean, nasty place. For those of you in college, it's a really mean, nasty place. Yeah. It's a real thing. Uh, yeah, they don't care about it. People don't generally don't care about it. Okay. They don't care. Uh, we're, we're trying to put on this facade, especially the U S government, that we're going to do all these things to include all these people and do all these things. Nah, man, you're going to get left on the corner and on the curb. here. All right. Reality check. Yeah. yeah. Okay, your opinions aren't worth that much. That's another thing people don't understand that your opinions aren't worth that much. They're not, they're really not. They're like, oh, I think it's you go ahead and get a new hire job and think you're going to go tell the CEO what he should do. or shouldn't do. You're going to find your butt on the curb because they're going to replace you instantly lot more people get off thinking that this is just how the world works here. Well, my feelings need to be validated. No, they don't, and they won't be, so stop trying to make it happen. And Dave Spell killed a comedy special, made millions of dollars while he's laughing and getting rich, while you guys keep
1: tuning in and getting mad. Who's a fool? Who's the fool? I'm just saying. The, the best part of his special is that, uh, you know, he really does have a great message at the end. And again, I don't want to spoil it, but I will say it was very much a unifying message um mm-hmm. so definitely watch it maybe we'll come back in the next episode and we can kind of talk about once everyone has seen it but it is it it was a great message and he it comes no place from hate he was like this i have nothing against transgenders he's like i don't hate anybody um and it it just i thought was a great special the way he closed it out so Make sure you go watch it um, and see exactly I what is making these people upset. Um, because if you look at what makes the like certain people upset and what triggers them, you're going to realize, wow, you actually are just crazy. Um, if that makes you upset, if that joke makes you upset, then you are actually just legitimately crazy. And this is coming, you know, uh, they try and act like, and the transgender community does this a lot. They try to go hand in hand with blackness and black struggle because they want to kind of piggyback on that social movement and uh, the the struggles of Black Americans. And then as soon as Black people are like, "I don't agree with that," and then they're like, "You guys are evil colonial Nazis, oh, right wing yeah. extremists." Always, it's
0: always Black men too, especially that's so who gets This yes. is Black men every single time. It's like straight Black men are the white people of Black people. Why? Because you know, over twenty percent of straight black man voted for Donald Trump this last election oh my gosh oh my gosh they actually yeah they did it happened it's real because not everybody's down with that nonsense I don't know what how hard it is for people to. you can't force people to accept crap that they don't want to same thing with our foreign policy. You can't force people to accept Western ideology and Western civilization if they want it. If they want Sharia they're going to practice Sharia off. if they want it. You can't go ahead and force people. I'm going to go to You can't shove the alphabet soup down people's throat that don't want that nonsense.
1: Yeah. Especially
0: when it keeps getting press and press with black people every single day in media, movies, putting dudes in dresses every single day. You can't make it happen. You it's can't just- It's funny
2: you mention them. that, Christian. It's funny you mention that. Um, All across America, uh, us students for life employees, we crashed women's marches and women's rallies because they were total, they were um rebranded for abortion justice, right? Um, and my specific one here in Jackson was done in conjunction with a group called Capital City Pride. Um, and they, and apparently the entire weekend, and this was last weekend, the entire weekend. You had a bunch of trans people, a bunch of people in drag just out there celebrating or whatnot in downtown Jackson. They did the rally. They did a small march, which they could have gotten hit because it was like a 10 lane highway. They tried to march on. And honestly, they could have gotten run over. Um, but it, there was a security guard. There was a black security guard that was there. And he was like, hey, the they just called me. I'm here to make a dollar but I don't agree with this mess. God is going to God is going to wipe the floor with us. And you and they are big men with arms this big up in dresses. He w- he was not only shocked, he was disgusted at it. He said most of the police out there were disgusted at it. Whether they were black or white, it, it, it was it was terrible. And then, you know, they bring kids to these events. You know how many kids I saw?
0: Were there people exposed, their bodies exposed? Were there people's body exposed to those marches? Now,
2: now, thankfully, no, because they know if they did that in Jackson, Mississippi, it,
0: oh, like, it would have went crazy. Were dudes no. in like banana hammocks and thongs and stuff like that?
2: No, you didn't see that you saw dresses, but you didn't see
0: okay the uh, full out, full full out. out. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing that's usually the the status quo when you go to these events yeah. and you see like, and again, oh, it gosh, is
1: gosh. it is mississippi so. so and and they have like you know phallic ice cream cones and things like that and there's kids there i as a parent that's it's just a big disgusting. problem that's, that's disgusting it's like yeah. come on that's not you have left the realm of you're looking for rights and you're just having an orgy on the streets at this point you're just yeah. trying to be sexually explicit on the streets in public keep your kings like pride should be pride be prideful and you you know that you are who you are that's cool i don't care about that but keep your kinks to in your bedroom like there are people walking around with their you know partner in a collar mm-hmm. and they're like crawling around like what kind of disgusting thing? like come on now like, I, think it's it's violence. Violence. I, think I think it's violence oh i think it's violence it's
0: motivated it's disgusting that's why i, I, I think. think it's not about being accepted anymore It's not about rights anymore. It's all about a political motivation and about shoving it down people's throats, exposing the youth to it, corrupting their minds and ruining innocence. And it's absolutely disgusting. Exactly.
2: Um, I mean, so many kids with gay flags and then they're all chanting.
0: Their their parents
2: or grandparents, grandparents, yes, there were a lot of old people at this thing, um, chanting, oh, Jesus loves queers. I'm like, yes, he does. But guess what? He doesn't love what you do. He'll still send you. to Well, we, we always say in Pentecostal church, you you send yourself to hell. Jesus doesn't send you your actions. Send you send you to hell. Um. But but yeah, Jesus doesn't love your sin, but he loves you. We were we we were like yeah, um. But but um. They were like um. We want health care. Oh, we want uh. Our rights. We want gay rights. We want abortion rights. Rights for
1: what, though? Like what, uh, what rights do gay what, people
2: what, not
0: have? do that other people can exactly. That's the one thing. It's the craziest thing. It's like women. Women. Oh, we want fighting for our rights. What? What? If, what? What's something women can't do that men can? Shoot, women can go in the draft now, which I think is absolutely wrong, but shoot, you can go in the draft now. Oh, Look no. Right, you're it's Kevin effort.
1: Fodder right next to me. If I got to sign up for this draft, you're signing up for the draft. And I want retroactive signups. If you're under the age, you better be signing up too because this, – nah, this, if I can get drafted, everyone's getting drafted. I don't care. No,
2: you know what? No, I think, I think we should get rid of the draft. I'm with Thomas Massey on it.
1: I can do that. It's either everyone or no one.
2: Yeah, what I say on the one, I say on no. all.
0: No, it's uh, where we're at here is, you know, uh, what rights? What rights have we lost? Oh no, it's all about killing mm-hmm. babies. I'm sorry, it's all about killing babies. That's what the march is for. It's for killing babies. Okay, don't let's no more nuances, no much choice, freedom. No, no, no. It's about killing babies. They want to have the right to kill a baby whenever they want to kill a baby, up to nine months when it's about to pop out their stomach. They want to kill babies, and we need to stop sugarcoating it stop letting it go play off. They didn't know. They want to kill babies. There's some very possessed people, some demonic actions happening out there. Yeah. Some people don't know what's going on. It's unfortunate. We can maybe hopefully change their mind. There's some people that are straight evil. They know exactly what's going on, and they still want to keep doing it.
1: And they there's no change their minds.
0: Not
2: Anytime you're calling life within yourself a parasite, and that means that means you're, number one, you're directly challenging God and his vision for how we reproduce. So therefore I, I'm i gonna go as far as you're blaspheming. And, that, and folks, I'm gonna say this, and this is not just an opinion, this is in the Bible. If you blaspheme God, that's an unforgivable sin. So watch out, be careful.
0: Yeah, I think this is a good spot to wrap it up here. Yeah.
1: Chris, what do you got for your final thoughts? Going to hell in a handbasket? I don't know. It's uh, This is difficult times, guys. Difficult times. Yeah. Uh, I really try to stay optimistic. I think we're all doing great work. We're all in activism. We all do mm-hmm. work every day trying to make a difference in the country. And I see it. I see it in small ways. Uh, I have students who are like, you know, like, for instance, you know, I hosted Charlie Kirk this week. That was great. Um, and just afterwards, I had students that are like, Chris, thank you so much for like putting this on, and I'm like, "Hey, I, you guys did it. I, you guys showed up. You guys showed out. You guys put the work in. Thank you." But just those small differences—that's where I, I really am seeing change. But it makes you lose hope when you look at it nationally, and you're like, "I don't, I don't see good options on either side." Um, and I'm—I'm I'm an independent. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. Um, but when I look at either side, I'm like, they're both terrible. They're both awful. The GOP is awful. They're just slightly less awful. Um, and the De- Democrats are just terrible and awful. And I just don't know where sane Americans and I think we, the three of us, we don't agree on everything. But like I, we all can, I think, agree that the GOP is terrible. They aren't doing what they need to be doing. They're not fighting uh, hard enough. They're not doing the things they need to be doing. Um, it, they're spineless and they're weak. And it's, it just leaves you a little bit hopeless. So I'm hoping that the activism that we do and all of our coworkers do and other organizations like us really do make a difference. Because I think young, right-leaning, right-leaning conservatives, libertarians are gonna be the future of the right movement. I think that's where we're gonna be at, um, rather than like these 75-year-old boomers in Congress that are on their way out, thankfully. I don't wish death upon anyone, but I wish they're gonna be out of Congress. So those are my final thoughts. I hope, guys, that the work that we do is leading to a a better place for the country. Omar, go ahead.
2: My final thoughts are, (laughs) folks, this is the time where you need to pick a side. Um, It's not time to be lukewarm. I mean, um, the Bible says, basically, you got to be hot or cold. You can't serve two masters. It's time to decide whose side are you on? Are you going to be on the side of righteousness? And and just because you're on the side of righteousness does not mean you have to be mean with it or you have to be spiteful or you have to uh, be judgmental. You know, um, being on the side of righteousness means you're right with God, but you need to also be, and I know I'm getting religious here, but you need to be right with God, but not judgmental and not spiteful. You need to... um, converse with your fellow man. You need to try to change your mind, but with love and with kind of, and that shows by example. We need to be the example out here. Um, and us three, we are the example in the movements that we're in, where you all being in the general conservative movement with me being in the pro-life movement, um, you know, we're being the example out here uh, it, and we're fighting the good fight. Um, and I'll, and also, I am finally in my mid twenties, so woohoo! I'm glad about that. Yeah, we and had a
0: birthday um, yesterday. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, happy belated birthday, man!
1: Happy birthday man. Thanks,
0: Thanks, yesterday,
2: man. Thanks, y'all. So I'm I'm grateful and I'm blessed to see another year. Um, grateful to be with y'all, uh, the friendship that we have. So, yeah, those are my final thoughts.
1: Boys' Leadership Summit 2.0. Oh yeah,
0: we're gonna we're gonna make that happen. Um,
1: Exactly. that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't right happen. <laughs>
0: um, but man, my final thoughts here. Uh, the, the little things matter. Uh, the big things matter. Showing up school board meetings because they're not treating your kids in your district right. Even if you don't have kids that are going to school, if you're not a parent, it does matter. Your voice has to be heard. Don't let the you know Biden administration scare you with the idea of weaponizing the FBI against parents, calling them domestic terrorists. And, and that's just because people are getting scared that they are actually losing that battle on all fronts in regards to local governments, local school boards, and that people are actually, you know, making a change here, making a difference. It always only seems to happen when we start winning or somebody, something good starts happening. So stay in the fight here. These things matter. Stand up for yourself. Mandates, unlawful mandates. Don't, don't stand for it. Uh, have those meaningful, heartfelt conversations. We need to stop shying away from the political conversations around people and just start opening up. Let them hear it. They got to hear it. You got to throw some salt. You know, you got to open up the wound. You got to get air on it. You know, People might not want to hear it, but it's probably going to be what they need to hear. The reality here is that uh, apparently there's 81 million votes here for this guy up in the office here. A lot of people are disapproving of it here. You know, that's on them for doing so. But it's also, you know, they might turn around and do the same thing again, you know, in three years. So if you don't want that to happen, I think it's meaningful to have those conversations. Uh, Talk to your friends, talk to family, talk to everybody. This is, this is what it's about. And uh, also here, uh, Omar's no longer single, y'all, so, so stop hitting him up in the DMs. I know they'd be blown up, but you um. leave the man alone. Leave it alone. So he's taken, but uh, glad to be back. Sorry for the little hiatus. Uh, we'll be doing this quite more often, and we're looking forward to the next one. So y'all have a great rest of your evening, and we'll talk to you later. See y'all. See ya.